Hey, welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm with my long-standing partner over 20 years, business partner, Adam Sunhalter. And uh, we're business coaches. We coach with a company called Maximum Value Partners, which we are partners in that company. <laughs> and uh, we deal with small businesses defined as customers that basically uh, have 25 employees in their business or less. And we uh, meet with them on a regular basis and we talk about their problems. And they have lots of them. And in 20 years, we've rolled up quite a few issues of, of uh, lament by them in many ways. And we've been able to help them off the ledge and get them pumped up for the most part. And those that we can't, we move on. You know, we just uh, don't want to deal with somebody who doesn't want to get better. And we don't even start with them if we don't think they're going to win. So we've had hundreds of clients and it works. We've got a system that works. If you stay the course, you got to be coachable. But uh, 30 Secrets of Small Business is uh, has over 300 podcasts, all relating to our exploits with our customers. We, uh, <laughs> That's a good word. I like that. Exploits, Jack. That's good. We... Uh, we deal with them on, you know, many times, most of our customers stay with us for years because they grow and they always have to start somewhere, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we're going to talk to people who are relating to small businesses. Uh, with that, what does that mean? They're going to start them or they're going to buy them. Uh, one of those two, but for them, it's going to be a new business for the most part or early Early goings, first quarter, second quarter. Do they know how to talk to the world of business? Uh, we have found that most don't. And that's that's why you look at small business administration statistics and a big percentage of those, 70% or so, of small businesses that start don't make it past a couple, three, two, three years. They go out of business. And in our experience, they go out of business because they don't understand what business is. Therefore, they don't know what they don't know. That's why we coach them. We teach them what they should know. And if they grab that, they're going to be a winner. So anyway, yeah, we meet a lot of startups and we don't always take start startups on because the void is so big, we're not going to be able to talk to them. Yeah, not quite that bad, but it can be pretty bad. And yet everyone is, uh, so many places are teaching entrepreneurism and schools are laying out curriculums and there's more to it than just some mechanics, that's for sure. A uh, big part of it is psychological, not that we're psychiatrists, but people want to talk and they, you got to repeat, you got to go through lessons uh, multiple times before the light goes on. And we love when the light goes on. But anyway, my partner, he's, an, he's a, a recent expert with uh, small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> recent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we know how it is. We started, we started companies. We bought, sold them. Uh, we've done a lot with small businesses. But, but Adam is basking in, in small businesses at the moment. Uh, he'll be on to, well, he's also handling some bigger companies too, so. Uh, what do you think, Adam? 
what's uh what's a good starting point for starting a small business <laughs> yes well welcome to this episode 333 jack 333 wow uh, and uh we're titling this what should i do when starting a business and so again it's geared towards that i'd say that 24 month window like maybe that that, that 12 month window before you start and the 12 month window after you kind of started jack so somewhere around there and i think part of the inspiration for this is we see people often ask us you know well because we're all we're, we're obviously champions for 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 small businesses, Jack, and people owning small businesses. But people often will ask us to say, "Well, can anybody own a small business?" And well, yeah, I guess anybody could, Jack, right? But I guess the question is, really, should they? And we, we, we've <laughs> co we've co covered that on, on some other topics before. But uh, so not everybody should be an owner, and you know, so but there are there are a lot of people that should be owners that maybe aren't because they're finding reasons maybe not to be right. And so, so if maybe you're in that stage, you've been kind of pondering, hey, I'd like to get a business for myself and kind of do stuff. Or again, maybe you, you kind of got started and you're all sitting saying, oh boy, what did I, what did I sign up for here? You know, what did I get into? And so you might be feeling a bit overwhelmed already, you know, even if you're only a few weeks or a few months in. And that's very, very normal. It's very natural. And if you haven't run a company before, there's a lot of things that go on that when you, you maybe worked for somebody else that you just didn't realize was happening. All right, things are happening behind the scenes. Things are happening after hours. Things are happening on the weekends. Again, there's there, stuff that's just kind of going on that 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 magical ship jack just somehow keeps kind of moving along. And and so now all of a sudden you're the you're the captain of that ship. And all of a sudden there's a bunch of stuff that all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I didn't realize that this was a this was a thing. So I, I, I have to do you know I have to do certain things. So we want to you know to to, to to put this episode out there because we know there are a lot of folks like you said, Jack, that are kind of pondering this or, or there. And we can't help all of them because there's so many that are out there. We want to kind of give some of our our guides in terms of what you got to do. And so, one of the things like I said is we, we often see is that they're very overwhelmed. You know, so many things nipping at their heels, begging for their attention. Right? Pay attention to me, and they just honestly don't know what to focus on first. And that can be that can be paralyzing, Jack. Right, if I have all even, these things, even, even for established business people, you know. But but go on, Adam. Well. You know, it, it, it can be paralyzing because if I just have so many things that are there, if I don't know where to start, or if I'm more worried about, well, if I start or I'm doing the wrong things, right? So if I have those 35 things to focus on, Jack, what which of those, and how do I kind of prioritize those things? So if I'm not sure, often what I'll do is I'll, I'll go to the things that maybe I'm comfortable with, or that might be the easiest to kind of get taken care of versus necessarily the, the right things. And so, you know, as you, as you're saying, Jack, as, as you might imagine, as the days and the weeks and the months and the years start to pile up, the variables increase. So it doesn't become necessarily easier. So we find if you can get that kind of footing underneath you to start with, to know what to focus on and kind of how to kind of do that. And so as we usually start with clients, you're we talking about that, Jack. So when we first usually start with clients, the initial several meetings are usually, I would call it more kind of putting out fires, let's say. And there's usually a reason why they brought us in. There's stuff that's going on that's really vexing them. If I can use one of your favorite terms, Jack, it's it's, it's vexing them in terms of, I don't know how to handle this or what am I supposed to do here? And so often we have a lot of those, again, kind of more of that firefighting early on to kind of get things kind of calmed down. Whatever the biggest concerns are, whatever the biggest opportunities are, also we, we help to kind of cleanse that palate pretty quickly and say, okay, now we got those kind of fires put out. So now what do you, you know, what should you be focusing on? And they don't know yet. So what we do is we introduce our, our framework. And you've heard it talked about here numerous times. It's our seven keys to success. 
Okay, we'll include notes and we'll include a link to our, to our site. There's a great little graphic you can go on our site and print it off if you want to, you know, keep it there. We we create posters and different, you know, different things for our clients for it to keep it visible to them. Because these seven things, believe it or not, are the seven things that you as the owner should be focused on, should be worrying about, should be working on day in and day out. And if you're doing those things, and Jack, as you often will say, if you master these things, you're going to have success, which is defined as what, Jack? How do, we, how do we define success for a small business? Growing sustainable profit. Right. We want growing sustainable profits, right? We, we, we want them growing so that they're getting bigger. They're sustainable because we know that we're able to do it on purpose versus just like, hey, things are happening. I'm not sure why, Jack. Hey, we're growing and, and you know, that's great. I'm, I'm told it's a great problem to have that we're growing. But I'm not sure what we're doing that's helping us grow, right? Or, or, or whatever, whatever it might be. So being able to know that you've got the predictable, sustainable, growing profits. Take a breath and think about that for a minute. How how calming would that be to kind of know, hey, I know what to do. And so over the years, like I said, Jack you know, mentioned at the outset, you know, he and I have been doing this coaching thing for, for, for two decades now. And so very early on, we we figured we had to get a framework down to help communicate and calm down the business owner. So here, here's what you got to worry about. Here are those, here are those things. And by the way, you're working on some of these things already, right? You know, when we go into a company, Jack, we, we assess very quickly in terms of what are they doing? And as you look at those seven keys, the idea is figuring out which ones do we need to focus on first? Because we can't focus on all seven at once, Jack. We got to focus on one or two or three that are going to be the most important for what's going on. So if we're starting out a business, Jack, what's the most important out of, out of those seven, what do you think? Jeez, I don't know. I don't, no, I'm kidding you. <laughs> we, uh, we, well, we have them in order, but when you're starting out a business, you know, we'll assume you know nothing. And we prove that out by having you in our first meeting, we'll have you present your financial situation. You know, what, what will you show? Uh, and that, that tells us where you're at on the ladder of the seven. So, you know, have a vision. You got a vision anyway. That's the number one. That's that's ranked number one. Because you know, if we're we're in the business of uh, scrap sailing, steel scrap sails, and we're selling hamburgers, uh, somehow something's going to be out of whack, right? <laughs> we have to make sure we're, we're basically being rational and from a business standpoint. So. Any one of those, Adam, the best, you know, I'd, I'd opt for a vision to get a profit okay. plan. So, and so, those so, are, so, those so, are so, two. Well, tell our audience, you know, what's a vision? You know, we, you know, what does that, what does that do for him, Jack? You know, is that, is that a, you know, they got things locked down and kind of nailed down or you know, give our audience a little flavor terms. What, what should a vision do for them? Well, it, it should give them a sense of purpose. It should you know, reconcile in their own mind the jumbled thoughts of what I want to do. Uh, at least you come to peace with something. You can make a decision that I'd like to be here so far in the future, five, 10 years. We like to go 10 years. And uh, we do it for a couple of reasons. One, you can accomplish almost anything in a small business in 10 years, anything. And that gives you a lot of confidence. It gives you a sense of direction. You, you know, when, you, when things get out of control, which they often do in little ways, you can bring them back to earth again. So it also allows you to 
the plug-in problems, you know, problems of significance usually have a, a dollar cost associated with it. And, you know, we're constantly being asked when we start with a client into the first six months or so, you know, can I afford to hire this guy? Or can I afford to get this tractor? It would save me time. They don't know how to frame that issue. So what they do is just plunge in real deep. That's what sets a lot of them uh, up for failure because they don't know. Or they borrow money personally, a ton of it, and uh, they keep doing that. They, they aren't focused and fixed on profits. And if you have that profit plan in front of you, you have the answers to those questions. No, I can't afford this guy yet. Hold on. You're jumping to the second key, Jack. I'm gonna say it's, 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 let me stick on vision for a second because, again, it's something that I think it's probably easier to do early on, right, in terms of – because your point, it's, it's helping to kind of lay the foundation for what we're trying to do here, what we're trying to accomplish. And by its nature, again, being five, 10 years out, it's going to be somewhat fuzzy. We aren't going to say no, but it's it's going to set the direction for the company in terms of what, what, what we're trying to accomplish. And what we also find that's very helpful, Jack, is it's very, it's a, it should be a big energizer. All right, to your point, it helps get people excited about what, what we're trying to accomplish here. And so if you have a vision that doesn't get you excited, well, guess what? <laughs> it ain't going to get anybody else excited either. That's right. But whether it be, you know, employees, you know, customers, you know, vendors, whoever else is coming, you know, you know, lenders, right? Part of the idea of the vision, is it gets, it creates energy and excitement and focus and also provides a great kind of a clearinghouse, so to speak. What I mean by that is, well, everything that we're doing day in and day out, Jack, should somehow plug into that vision. If I can't connect what I'm doing today to that vision, then what, what am I doing this stuff for right now, right? I shouldn't be doing these things. It's not, it's not helping us achieve whatever that vision that, that, that we've laid out. And I, I want to stress that it's easier early on because how many clients over the years, Jack, have we had that have been in business for decades and we try to help them get a vision down and it's almost like there's a mental block, right? It, it, it just, it, they can't break through because they haven't thought about it in so long in terms of why they're doing it. And so often they, 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 they can't get one or they can't get one that's that's very exciting, right? Because they, they've been there. So if you can get that locked down pretty quickly, usually that's, that's easy early on because again, that's what's often energizing you, wanting you to, to go do something, right? So again, having that that vision you know, creates a creates a great uh, a great framework. So the second thing is you're jumping into. Okay, I'll come back to you now, Jack. In terms of the, the profit plan being that second key. So the profit plan is what that, that's telling people how we're going to make money on purpose. All right, is that right. a wonderful thing, Jack? That's exactly right. And you you forecast the profit plan isn't a, a fancy mba 30 page document with all kinds of graphs charts and narratives and storylines and uh you know counsel to get all these things. you don't need all that stuff you need to know your sales and customers that's a way to do it i mean you know there's ways to do that well that'll drive your marketing planning and you need to have expenses and you need to have a, a sense of your people and your people needs not only the cost but skill levels and you get that laid out, and it's surprisingly not that difficult, at least the way we teach it. And now you got a, a roadmap. You got a roadmap with with uh, where all the detour signs are located, and you got a you got a document that you can use to guide the company and make changes. And when things are thrown at you that are pretty heavy, you know the impact on your plan. It works, guys. It works. So, so, so big picture. So we start with that, that kind of five, 10 year vision is a big picture, Jack, right? The, the, the profit plan now is that first year. So, okay. Out of my, you know, you know, year, you know, I'm looking out your 10 kind of since we're trying to go, what's that first year look like? And so we often will say start there because what happens is 
putting together the profit plan, Jack, will tell you if you have all the answers or not, right? Because if I'm having to sit down and kind of forecast my sales, you talk about, okay, well, forecasting sales meaning what? Well, I'm talking about what kind of product and service am I selling? What am I pricing them at? Who am I selling them to? All right. So if I can't answer those questions, why well, have to then start to kind of move on, right? Or if I if I don't know what some of my expenses are going to be, I, I you know, usually that's easier to fill out the expense side. We kind of know, hey, I got my insurance bill. What, you know, one of you know one of Jack's favorites is insurance, right? So we have, we have insurance stuff here. I got costs for rent. I got utilities. I got you know you know uh, different subscriptions I've got. I've got people that I'm paying. So you can sense that. But if all of a sudden we're having trouble figuring out that sales piece, Jack. Right. In terms of, well, you know, what do I price my products at? You know, how, how do I know if that's the right thing? I don't know who, who good customers are. That will then roll us into the next one. So, hey, you know, let's hold off the profit plan for a second. We need to fill it in. We need to figure out our marketing plan, which you touched on, Jack. Right. So the marketing plan is what? Because marketing is one of those things that when I say marketing to somebody, I honestly have no idea what they think about, Jack. All right. I mean, I, I, I can guess, but I know that there's a good chance that we are not communicating when I use just the word marketing because I have a different visual in mind, as I know you do, but most folks that think about marketing, it's just, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm creating an advertiser, right? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing a social media post. I got a website of, you know, they, they, they aren't thinking about who their customers are, who are good customers and, and what's the message of those customers to be able to kind of get them to buy what you're, what you're doing. So when you're first starting out, Jack, it's much more difficult to focus or, or to forecast sales versus you mentioned at the outset, if you were to buy a company, the beauty of buying companies, you have some history. That company had or has or had customers. They'd sold you know, products or services, so you can kind of look at it. If you're a pure startup, Jack, you're just, you're guessing because you, you, you really very don't tough. know. Right. Yeah. So that can be very intimidating. So often we'll say, hey, well, we start with that, that idea of getting that profit plan to start to kind of fill it in and realize, hey, I got to figure out that sales piece pretty quick. And so we have to go to the market and do some market research. And so that's another fancy pant. Uh, term isn't it, Jack? Market research. Sound, yeah, I remember when we talked to people about that early on. That can we get those that that stare that that deer in the headlight look like? What the heck are you guys talking about? Right, you're, you're using this language that, that sounds really sophisticated. So, market research can be just you talking to people, right, or investigating stuff. So, chances are, if you're starting something up, you know your business, your idea, there are probably other companies that are like yours. I'm gonna guess, maybe not in your local area. But, you know, you want to start to kind of investigate, well, how do you start to kind of forecast those sales and figure out who those good customers are for you? And you start to then, you know, break it down. So, you know, if you have a retail location, well, how are you getting people into the door? How are you getting people to, to, to come into your come into your store, you know, come into your shop, Jack? Versus if you're, you know, if you're a manufacturing you know, place versus if you're, if you're providing a service. So you're trying to figure out, you know, you know, those activities of, hey, I'm going to, you know, place an ad here, do that. That's great. But what does the ad say? You know, what's the, you know, what's the message to somebody to kind of get their attention about what's kind of going on? Is that how you're going to sell? Well, you probably when you, when you, before you sign papers, uh, buying your company or starting your company, you probably had some ideas that whatever you're doing, product or service, you, you had some success, which prompted you to, Hey, I'd like to go into business like this. I like this stuff. So that's where you start your research. You, know, you always have a company or two that you can use as the, the starting point to look at. You can go visit them. You can go call them up. You can write. I mean, there are so many ways to to understand. This is a, a pure startup now. Right. You know, unlike uh, an acquisition of a small vendor that, or a small company. But, you know, you, you have to create your baselines. And that's what you do. 
And then you get to a point where, all right, I got to advertise. I got to, uh, you know, do, do referrals. I got because that's, that's the best way to get a startup going. Have some good referrals. That's a key part of the marketing plan, Jack, right? That whole that's right. trust and that's, you know, friends and family. So coming back to one of the ways we often will guide people when they start up, one of the best ways to do market research is to give your stuff away. And it sounds counterintuitive, right? But the idea is you want to get people starting to use your products or services. And the, the very simple reason being, if, if you can't give your stuff away, Jack, the chances of somebody paying you for it are very, are very slim, right? So if we go back to the beginning of MVP, our coaching business, okay? We knew early on, we were just trying to, we were trying to figure out how we do this. Yeah, how do, we, how do we take our knowledge and skills and abilities and help to teach this to the small business owners? And so we knew we had to kind of figure it out. We said, look, well, you and I can talk to each other all day, but the problem is we get in that little loop, Jack, where you, you and I share a similar language and the language we talk about isn't necessarily the same language that these small business owners are talking about, right? So we're mentioning cash flow and profits and this and that. And P &A. okay, so yeah, you and I are seeing the same things. So we know, we learned quick, quickly, Jack, was that people had no idea what the heck we were talking about, right? And so it was a big deal for us because I remember we'd have a lot of these early meetings with folks. Great meetings, right? I, I think we, we referenced this on a show years ago where we would have great meetings and then we'd do a little follow-up and say, hey, great, you know, so before our next meeting, Jack, can you make sure you give me these, you know, these 11 things? All things that we thought were just, these are normal. These are things that everybody has as part of running a business. And boy, how wrong were we, Jack, right? Oh, my God, yeah. We, we looked at each other like, my God, what, what, what country are we in? <laughs> well, but we, well, we thought we had it all figured out. They're going to come back to here we are in our own little world, Jackson. Hey, yeah, these are the, the, the basic 11 things that, that everybody's going to have. What we discovered was the only thing that, that they all knew about of those 11 things was their product and service in terms of being able to describe that. But things like, you know, you know their profit plan, their, their marketing plan, their org chart, you know, you know, just some basic, again, in our mind was basic stuff, Jack. We learned a heck of a lot very quickly by going out and engaging people and realizing that all of a sudden we have a great meeting, we give a follow-up with this letter, and then we got a lot of crickets of people that just, that they were spooked. They didn't want to talk to us because right? they, and it wasn't that all of a sudden they didn't like us or that we, they, 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 we could help, but they were just, they, they felt uncomfortable because they didn't know what most of the stuff was. Not that they didn't have it, they didn't know what it was a lot of times, right? And so we had to realize, we had to sort of kind of change our language. We had to change our approach. And so very quickly, we took that 11 page or the, 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 the 11 bullet point you know, page and tore that thing up, throw it aside and say, hey, this is the wrong way to start. But we learned that how? We learned that by engaging and doing stuff and, 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 and kind of giving it away in terms of, you know, and the early, the early clients we had, you know, we charged them a few hundred dollars versus our clients now, they're several thousand dollars, you know, a month, you know, and it's a different product. Yeah, it's much better because you know, we have 20 years behind us now, Jack, of doing this stuff, right? But we wanted to we wanted to get out there and start doing it. So what we'll encourage you to do is if you can get it, get your product and service into people's hands so they can try it because you're going to learn so much by them doing it. Just go out there and engage versus staying in your own head, right? Or if you have a partner in the business, you know, staying in your own little circle. You have to kind of get out there. And it's a, it's a, it's a full context sport, as my dad used to say, it's, it's all this belly to belly. So you have to get out there and kind of talk to people, Jack, right? That's a, that's an important part of getting things started and learning and doing that market research. So that's a, a five minute diatribe about market research, but that's, that's what, that's what we're talking about when we say market research, Jack, that, that, that's where it starts. Real boots on the ground, 
market research figured out, is there something here? And can I at least give it away? Then if I can give it away, I sort of kind of, I guess sort of kind of charge for it. So that's a that's a big deal when you're first starting out. Yes, it is. That's that's uh, it's fine. I mean, you really you can't start out meaningfully without that information, without understanding it better. And you know, the marketing plan is is vital, vital to success. And most people don't do it. Most people don't do most of the most. When we say most people, we're talking small business owners. They they shun so often advisory help for a couple of reasons. One, it basically is too complicated. You know, if you have a, a professor of marketing or a professor of business, uh, they'll they'll snow you. You know, with or you, so we'll you get a jacket ready to go. Get you know, that's, uh, I'm picturing. I'm I'm picturing all the wrong things, right? <laughs> That's right. Or, you know, they, they basically uh, will give you advice that is too big corporate-y. You know, you, you go to Sherwin-Williams and they got hundreds of people doing, working on marketing and sophisticated plans and systems. And people who own small businesses obviously don't have that resource unless they come from that world, which we both came from that world. We understand the difference. I mean, there's mountains and molehills. And <laughs> believe me, you know, you don't want to start a mountain up when you're at the molehill level. <laughs> so you got to understand the language a little bit and get comfortable with that. Talking to people with suits and ties. Uh, you know, you only have to put it on for a couple hours. And you can take it back off and put your regular clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> take off your take off your, your, your super, super uh, hero uh, outfit, right? That's right. All right, so so if people are listening so far, and then they say, "Hey, you know, I have a good idea for my vision, Jack. You know, I have a good sense of the profit plan. I kind of I have my financials kind of forecasted out. You know, because of that I can see who my customers are. But now I'm sitting there going, okay, well, who the heck's doing all this stuff, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm learning all these new jobs, Jack, and you know, I feel like I have a hundred different jobs to do, and I'm I'm constantly switching hats between stuff. And you know, I got into this company, Jack, because I wanted to do X, right? Whatever X is, you know, you know, I, I had an idea of what of what I wanted to do." Yet now I'm doing all this crazy stuff that maybe I'm not so good at. And I got to figure out, well, who's going to do this stuff now? You know, is it always just going to be me or, or is it do I bring my my spouse in here? Do I bring my my cousin in here? Do I bring my friend in here? Right. And so how do I sort of kind of figure those things out? Gets us to that fourth key, which is the organization plan. And keeping track of who's doing what. Because, again, day one, it was just you. Well, you're doing pretty much everything for the most part. Right. And. You may discover part part of the fun of a small business, Jack, is you get to get exposed to a lot of different things, and you maybe discover things that you maybe didn't know that were strengths of yours. You're getting a chance to, to to try some different things out. But one of the keys is you want to make sure as you start to evolve that you, as the owner, are starting to play to your strengths. So doing the things that you really are good at, that you really enjoy doing as well, I think that's very very key. But that can be one of the very overwhelming things where it's like, okay. And it's going to be one of the, the key things that limits the growth of any company, Jack, is the organization. And whether it just be like it, it is nowadays where people have just have trouble finding finding live bodies to come do stuff, right? But especially getting those good people as we talk about a lot, Jack. So the organization plan is, a, is another key piece is figuring out, well, okay, who's doing what? How do we get this thing set up for success to make sure things are, are laid out properly? So you already have a profit plan because we, we made one before we started to really address the people side. Now you know how much it costs and what the impact on desired profit is. 
you got to speak the accounting language a little bit. You don't have to be an expert, but you have to understand what your financial statements are telling you because they tell you an awful lot, an awful lot, good stuff. And basically, uh, you're in the business to make profits, aren't you? So it behooves you to know how the scorecard is kept and the impact that your decisions make on that bottom line. You start out a year with, with uh, boy, I'd like to get $400,000 in sales this year or $10 million, whatever it is. It doesn't make any difference. How are you going to do that? And what's it going to cost? Those are the two main questions that you're, you're asking. And that's what you got to learn. That's where you get your baseline in. And once you learn it, you can, get, you can buy or start any company that you desire around any product or service. You know what to do. I love it, Jack. You're starting to kind of tie these things together, right? So hopefully people mm -hmm. are listening. So, okay, picture that, you know, okay, how do I know if I can hire somebody? It's a question we hear all the time. Okay, well, look, we're starting to look at that profit plan and say, hey, we have some money here. We have some profits here. Hey, guess what? If you're losing money, you probably can't afford to hire somebody. That's a, that's a pretty simple decision. Is it, Jack? So that means that you got to keep doing more stuff or you got to adjust stuff. Exactly. But if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're showing that you're, you're making some money, that's where you can say, okay, hey, now I can find some resources to come in to help out. And sort of continue to kind of build that organization plan out to see, you know, you know, where do I need? But usually, yeah, day one that isn't necessarily often the top priority for starting, but it's it's something that, that will happen pretty quickly as you start to kind of grow and have some some successes. So let's go to the fifth key here, Jack, which is which is leadership. And so one of the things that we do with leadership, we talk about that a lot here on the show, is we use a behavior assessment called DISC, D-I-S-C, and it's, it helps understand our behavior style. So understanding yourself first. You know, what are your natural strengths? What are your natural weaknesses in terms of what's kind of going on? You know, how do you normally do things? And so one of the keys to success that we have seen over the years is not people being a certain disc style, Jack, but people being aware of their style and playing to their strengths and being who they are. So maybe you have an idea in your mind of what a, an, a business owner looks like. And maybe you're worried that it's not you, like, and, and maybe, hey, it's something maybe you grew up around. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, your parents were owners, or maybe some folks that you met younger. So you, you have an idea in your mind in terms of what you think an owner should should be or look like, and you just know that's not you. Well, hey, time out. It's okay. You you got to be you, Jack. Right? I mean, you, you can't be somebody else. You know, you, you have to be yourself and and appreciate yourself. I understand you don't have all the answers. You, you mentioned early on here in the show, Jack, about you know not knowing what you don't know. So having some humility in terms of like, hey, I don't have all the answers, you know, but also just knowing, again, if you have certain strengths, you know, so whatever that might be. So if you're really good, big picture, but you have some trouble with details, be aware of that. So knowing where coming back to the org plan, Jack, knowing where you might need some support, right? Versus if you're the one who's always in the details and you get stuck in the details and you're afraid of making decisions or moving ahead, well, maybe you need somebody in, in your world that's going to help kind of knock upside the head a little bit say, hey. You know, think big picture a little bit, you know, stop getting mired in all these details. Let's go. Or let's not worry about making some mistakes because guess what? You're going to make a ton of mistakes, especially early on. And, you know, you see books out there, Jack, about, you know, fail fast, fail often. So again, that, you know, that's where that stuff comes from. The idea is you want to be trying stuff. Part of the beauty of small business, you can try stuff. Try to see how it kind of goes, you know? And so, but it starts with that, that awareness of self. And so hopefully at some point in, in, in your life, you've, you've had a chance to kind of do that. If not, that's an important thing because you're going to discover things about yourself now being an owner that maybe you didn't know about. Again, goods and bads, but you, you're going to discover these things as part of just being in that, being in that hot seat of being in the owner, Jack, of just, you know, of, of being very aware 
of you and your style and how you're how you're perceived and different situations. It's a very, very important thing. Very much so. So what's number six? Number six, I think, is probably where people usually start, Jack. And this is actually probably the most important now that we're talking about it. It's the cash flow forecast. And if you said it once, you said it a thousand times, Jack. Said, so look, we can start a company tomorrow doing whatever you want to be able to do, right? Whether it's selling burgers in the corner, whether it's you know selling something online, whatever it might be. You can do that and lose money until you run out of money. And I think that's how people often will start, Jack. They'll say, hey, I got X dollars to start my company. I got 10 grand to put aside to start a company. I got 100 grand you know, aside to put a company, you know, wherever it might be. And the mentality is almost like, okay, I'm going to put that money there and I'm going to spend it. It's almost like the the budgeting process for, I hate that word, as you know, uh, the budgeting process for the big corporations or, or big government, right? You got to spend it or lose it. And so the, the cash is often why those 70% you talked about, Jack, will, will stop being in business. They ran out of money, right? I mean, okay, so what's your cash look like? That's a really, really big thing. So again, um, depending on your situation, are you are you the sole breadwinner of your household where this new business has to, to pay all your bills? Okay, what does that look like? So do you need to make five grand a month, 10 grand? That's an important thing to kind of know because if you don't have that clear in your head, Jack, it's going to create tremendous stress from day one. All right, if you're going from that paycheck that's coming in consistently every week or every month or every couple of weeks, whatever you're used to, all of a sudden, guess what? When you own a business, the paycheck stops. All right. Now, is that a boom? I'm going to swallow hard and take you a breath. You know, you know, yeah, you don't want to learn it after <laughs> six months of coaching or whatever, and or not coaching, and realize that it's cut off. You don't have the resources. Now, what do you do? Well, was, I remember early, early on when we started MVP, right? So, you know, uh, Shannon was was um, seven months pregnant with Jackson, our first kid. You know, she was working very, very part-time and, and we're getting started. But we had money set aside to allow for the time for MVP to get started and going. And, you know, we had a discussion about it. And day one, so here it is. Here's the, here's the money set aside. Here's what we'll kind of tap into, right? And we were good for a little bit, you know, the first few weeks, first few months. But then... All of a sudden, you're six months in, and you, and you aren't starting to generate as much revenue. Okay, what's going on? Hey, what's Plan B? Well, what do you mean? What's Plan B? There's no Plan B. There's there's this plan, right? Because I'm I'm putting all the energy towards Plan A, right? If I'm putting energy towards Plan B, it means I'm not putting energy towards Plan A. So, you know what? You know, it worked out that you know the way we had it set up was basically this was going to you know the money we had set aside, Jack, would cover expenses for a couple of years, and that was a key thing just from a mentality standpoint to make sure. But as we're getting things started up, we were making decisions based on long-term impacts, not just short-term cash flow. And that's often a, a battle you have with business, right? Like take whatever I can get, just bring it in. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll take customers on. And that's how people get bad customers, Jack, right? You wake up a couple of years later, it's like, crap, what's this person doing in my life? I, I wish I could get rid of them, but they were my first customer and I was desperate when I, you know, and, 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 and I needed them, but now I want to get rid of them, right? And so that cash forecast, I think that's, that's that's where most people are, are, I think, are starting, and you have to be very honest about it and, and kind of show what's the realistic thing. How you know, you, you people will hear that again. Come back to fancy, you know, fancy term alert, Jack. Runway, right? What's the runway? Oh, yeah. you hear that with you know with startups or uh, the folks getting venture capital money. What's the runway? What's what's your burn rate, right? It's another one. Burn rate. It's like, it's like we're talking about Top Gun here, right? Yeah, I got, got burn rates and runways, right? But those are those are business terms, and understanding well, how much time do you have left? How much time do you have left to make to, to, to be able to, you know, if you aren't bringing in 
dollar one in revenue yet, or you aren't bringing nothing. So how much time do you have? I think that cash forecast, Jack, is a is a key thing to make sure you're very clear on before you make this jump. Very much so. Very true. Well said. All right. Then the last key, the seventh key, which brings it all together, is the presenting. Presenting. So what does that mean? Where might that come come to bear? Well, hey, guess what? You're, if you're going to go, if you're going to go uh, start a company, Jack, one of the first things you have to do is set up a bank account. All right. So picture going to talk to your banker. Again, what is that? What kind of feelings does that have for you? Is that, yeah, I'm so excited. It's charged the hill and kind of go. You're going, well, crap. What do I? What do I say? Or more importantly, what do I not say? You know, you know, make sure I don't say the wrong kind of thing, right? So the, the idea of presenting, so from day one as an owner, Jack, you're constantly presenting. You're constantly telling your story, whether it be your story personally, you're telling the story of your business, you're telling the story, of, but you're, you're constantly presenting and telling stories. That's one of those things that continues to get sharpened day in and day out as an owner in terms of presenting and talking. And it's, again, talking about your business, so that everybody can understand it, whether you're talking to your banker, you're talking to your employees, you're talking to customers, you're talking to vendors, you're talking to your family, whoever it might be, you're able to talk about and present that story. How well do you present? And I can, we can almost guarantee you, Jack, you can tie those together. Folks who present well and their and their level of success versus folks who don't present well, even if it's a great idea, the great business, great service, great product, if it is not presented well, it goes, yeah, they, it's not they, can't, go well. they can't understand you to help and they, they have to have a level of confidence and if you're stumbling around and you know i can't grasp what you're doing with confidence that'd be it right i'll find some very nice polite way of dismissing you and moving you on <laughs> <laughs> well, give me a little pat in the head and kind of that's right move along yeah right and so so that's that's a little bit about just in terms of, again, come back to our, our, our purpose here today was we want to kind of talk about that startup mode. So again, as you're getting ready to kind of start up or you're just, you know, you're, you're just kind of starting with that business. What are those things? How do you, how do you start to make sense of what do you want to focus on? I want to give you a little flavor today in terms of each of those kind of seven keys, because I know if you're listening to this, I can guarantee Jack that there's at least two or three of those. You're going, Oh yeah, those are the ones I need to, okay. Those are the ones I need to focus on. That's where you, that's where you start. That's where you start with getting these things That's down. It. And, yeah, and the, the commitment comes from there. You start to understand what you don't know. Well, what happens too is people often ask Jack, you know, Jack smiles a lot. People are like, what's Jack smiling about? Right. I'm like, well, Jack's just a, he's a pretty happy guy, but he, he also knows what to do. Right. <laughs> and when you, when you know what to do, Jack, and you know what to do next or what to focus on, things are much, much more fun. Things kind of calm down. So you become that, that 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 calm voice of reason amongst the amongst the storm going on because you know what needs to get done and that's a key thing as the owner because guess what if you're freaked out and you're panicked how fast does that spread throughout the organization there's what's going on well, hey the boss doesn't know what's going on jack so what you know i i, I better be worried versus now nah, yeah the boss seems as happy as ever kind of again just kind of knowing what, what happened. That, that's a big part of this in terms of just kind of if you know what to do things get much calmer, much quicker, and things are much happier. So that's, I think it's a big reason for, to answer people's question. Why is Jack smiling? Because Jack's, he's known what to do for a long time. And he's now, he's, he's so it's, it's a matter of, you know, well, people do it coming to come back to that. You know, that's a big part of your job as the owner is to get people to kind of do what you're trying to do as well, what you want to have happen. Um, but it can be tremendously rewarding. If you talk to folks that again, have, have, have had success with owning their own businesses, they will often say, Jack, that I, I wish I didn't wait so long. 
right? You know, You're right. Started sooner. I wish I could have gotten another company. Right. So if it's one of the things that's there, and, and and what we're talking about today is resonating to you, chances are you're probably the person that should should be should be doing it, right? And the alternative to that, again, if, if what we're saying to you know sounds awful and, and miserable and like, okay, well, then maybe you're you're not made to, you know, to, to be an owner. And that's okay too, right? Again, it's but that's it's a big thing that we, we want to make sure people people are aware of it and what to focus on and what to be able to pay attention to as you're just starting out to make your business start to happen. So so yeah, any other closing points you want to make, Jack? Or we come no, I think every time the, the seven keys are brought into the conversation and discussed and attempting to uh, get people educated that way, it, it's meaningful. It's meaningful and things work out, conversation goes well, and the points we're trying to make are made easier. So no, that's all I got, Adam, for all today. Right. Well, excellent. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We said this episode 333. Um, so we have 332 other episodes. You can get them all if you go to our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, and you'll see an episodes link there. Click on the episodes button, and there's a search bar. You can search for whatever topic you want to search for. So put in a question, a thought, an idea. It'll feedback for you. Whatever shows we've done, they're on that topic. If you don't find one that suits your needs, send us an email at radio at maximumvp.com. Or give us a call, 330-849-0670. Be happy to answer the question for you directly or do much like we did today. We will create create a show around it because keep in mind, if you have the question, chances are somebody else does too, and they'll be happy that you asked about it. Um, if you have a smart device and you're, and you're listening to the podcast there, go to wherever your favorite podcast player might be, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. Search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can subscribe to our show we usually drop a new episode every Thursday morning. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. I always love getting those getting those five-star reviews as well. So that's what we have for our show today. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk with you all next week. Bye, Adam. Um.